0: Hi, I'm Brandy
1: and I'm Angelina and welcome to talk 40 to me.
0: We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie.
1: Join us as we unpack life in our forties and all the questions that led up to this next chapter.
0: Hi everyone. Welcome to this special episode of Talk 40 to me. It is mother's day week.
1: This, it's is, our, this is Angelina and it's our week just for us, just for us, just, but really though you get one day, maybe your kids are still going to wake you up. You're still going to have to make breakfasts. Um, but
0: you know what <laughs> I love, this is really funny because my neighborhood does a, um, mother's day, uh, it's moms and mimosas and love. they have, yeah, they have a, um, a mimosa truck come to the neighborhood and they have um, they have a, uh, like a guitarist that comes <gasps> and they have florists and they have massages and like all this stuff that they do. Um, and they have, um, like charcuterie boards, what it's gorgeous.
1: You should have told me this a long time ago. Cause I might've moved to Texas.
0: Oh, if I mean, had known
1: your neighborhood had a mimosa truck. Oh, Mother's Day. it's so
0: much fun. And, um, what i think is absolutely hysterical is that for father's day <laughs> for father's day they do a dad's camp out with the kids <laughs> so for us it's like woo-hoo! we go in like have our mimosas and then we come home and take our oh. naps and then the dads have to take their kids out for a camp out in the middle of the lawn now they do a movie night and they do like they'll grill like hot dogs and s'mores and they had special cups this past year um but i do think it's pretty hilarious like the vast difference between what happens for mother's day for our our neighborhood and father's day
1: i thought you were going to say like a beer truck or something for the dads but no you get to take your kids camping congratulations
0: yes right
1: Welcome to fatherhood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. You have a
1: quote. I do have a quote. Um, I saw this. So this is from, I like poetry. I don't know if a lot of people know that about me. I love poetry. This is from, so if you're not familiar, Atticus, the poet, this is from his book. And it says, I've just, I read this and it felt to me, this is like, gives you all the feelings of being a mom and bringing life into the world. It says, when I look at you, I find it hard to believe that the whole universe had not conspired to bring you to life. I can't think of a more beautiful reason for it all to exist than for you in this day. Mm. Isn't that sweet? So if your kids are driving you crazy, read this. It'll make you feel... Warm and fuzzy on the inside. That being said, we recently had the opportunity to be a guest on Dream Big Girl podcast. And so this podcast is with um, a friend of mine from a past life uh, I, I used to own an Anytime Fitness and Mary was a trainer at our gym and I was always so inspired by her because she just like, she's just always has the ability to just reinvent herself. And I think it's amazing that she started this podcast and it's, she also has a devotional book and it's very geared towards women and following your dreams. And so the episode that we were on is called, How Will I Be Remembered? And it's all about your legacy and what you want to leave behind for generations to come and how you, you will be remembered. And so Brandy and I had to dig deep on this one But we ended up in a conversation where we talked a lot about motherhood and our kids. And so we thought it would be a great episode to share with all of you on Mother's Day week, because we talk a lot about how we're going to leave behind or what legacy we would like to leave. And it's very fitting we felt for Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, and when we say it like that, it makes me really sad.
1: (laughs) Somehow, I feel like I always say something that you're like, "This is sad. This is this is depressing." Angelina. (laughs) No, it's sentimental. It It is is sentimental.
0: It it is. It is.
2: It is. It's a sentimental
1: episode, and I like how Mary dug deep and got us to really think and pulled stuff out of us that I don't think we normally would discuss in our own podcast so I think it was it was a good conversation and it'll give you something to think about you know over this week and as you celebrate mother's day
0: yes absolutely so as we before we jump in to the episode we wanted to talk a little bit more about legacy and because we have mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers, and um, there is a long lineage, I guess. And, and so it's only fitting because it's Mother's Day week that we should talk about the types of legacy that we feel our um, moms and grandmothers have left for us.
1: Yeah. We have to remember, you know, and I think that's what got us in that that headspace because we just started thinking about it shapes who you are as a person and it shapes who you become as a parent
0: with my mom, like with my mom, I think my mom and my grandma are so were very similar. Um, mm-hmm. like her mother. it was just like anyone she meets like they never met a stranger. <sighs> Their love language was like, cooking for people and doing things for people and that's how they showed their love for others and um and it really makes people feel just like special and uh, acts of service yeah acts of service thank Mm -hmm. you but they always I mean both of them it's just always about how to um just make someone feel at home
1: I feel like that's translated to you in the way that like we always say in our friend group that Brandy's the cheerleader of the group and you're always like very caring of other people's like feelings like very perceptive and caring about others so I think that like that what you've taken from your mom and your grandmother is that that you're like you pour your heart into other people and Aww, you oh thank you like you're ge- like very genuine person and then...
0: thank you that really means a lot cuz sometimes you don't like you don't know if you know people see it you know right i know i know
1: i get that
2: Not
0: that Um, you're like looking for the recognition by any means, but there's so much smoke and mirrors these days. Yeah. I just, I try to, I mean, of course we all have our moments, but know that everyone's going through something. Mm -hmm. There's always somebody going through something and just, you know, making people feel welcome and at home and
1: loved. Thank you for that. Yes, I, yes, for sure. For me, um, it was always and then this might sound i don't this i don't want to sound trivial but like both my mom and my grandmother were always and they never said it outright but they always put care into themselves to like leave the house like they would never leave the house without a little bit of makeup looking put together, having a decent outfit on. It was, it was the time that you took to care about yourself and to give a little bit back to yourself. So now I see that as a bit of self-care, right? Which I think is super important for moms. And I also see it as it taught me to always make sure that I put my best self forward. Like, so it's gone to me as well. Like I'm not leaving the house, not... Somewhat put together, even if I'm in a t-shirt, like I'm gonna make myself presentable to the world. And I feel like it translated into how I carry myself and present myself to other people because I saw my mom and my grandmother do that, take the time to pour their own cup, if you will, so that they could pour into others. And so it's just I try to remember that. And so that has sort of like become a self-care thing for me, like they liked makeup, I like makeup and it's like, I like putting my best face forward, I guess, if that makes sense,
0: that does make sense. It's like, it's sort of like on a, on the airplane when they say to, you know, put your mask on first. Right. <laughs> not that, I mean, I know that that's not really related because you know, we're
1: no, talking but about it is. saving I mean, your insane.
0: life, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of
1: other people. Right. And you have to feel like good about yourself. You have to feel fulfilled. And I think all of those little things, like how we all would like fix our hair or get our hair done. We would all have our nails done. We would always have our makeup on. Like it made us feel good. And so if you feel good, then it's all about how you you feel on your daily basis and how you can give to other people. And it just, I don't know, it stuck with me and it wasn't ever something that they outwardly said but it was something that i witnessed growing up yeah so i mean actions just...
0: speak louder than words it's just a part of your life and what you know right. yeah you know one thing that i didn't mention is um i have one living grandmother left and you know she she's always been i would say probably pretty similar to that too and i don't mm-hmm. know if it's I don't know if it's a Southern thing or not, but very like Southern woman who Mm -hmm. always took care, you know, um, not, I wouldn't say took care of herself, but she always um, was very poised, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, And just represented herself always so well, even now. I mean, she's still so strong and, inspiring and, um, and I just like love when we get to talk and, um, yeah, I mean it, it's really to your point, like that, that reminded me of my grandma.
1: Yeah. It's just, I like it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Like, I hope I look like that in my nineties,
0: you know, since my grandma can listen to this episode, I I would love to share, um, you know, just kind of what you and I were talking about before we started, which was how, um, she makes everybody feel so loved
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: she, um, like it draws her, um, attention into you when she's speaking to you and just, um, makes you feel almost like the most important person in the room.
1: Yeah. I always like talking to your grand your grandma. She's just like just a joy to be around. Yeah.
0: It's funny because um both of my grand grandmas were like polar opposites in terms of personality, mm-hmm. but um they both sp- put so much love into their family.
1: And what's even funny a funny note, um, I think I was talking to the dog on one of my Instagram stories the other day and my mom pointed out how I sounded like my granny talking to the dog and then my mom realized she says some of the same things to her dog I'm like because my granny was a huge dog lover she bred dogs she groomed dogs and she just sometimes I think she liked those dogs more than her kids and her grandkids (laughs) she loved her dogs and my mom pointed it out I was like oh my goodness we do I sound like Gladys talking to my dog that is so funny which was just funny at that point i was just like you know what we just gotta own it mom like if this if this is it that's it that's how we're gonna talk to our dogs if we sound like her it's great (laughs)
0: oh well all that said cheers to our grandmothers cheers to our moms they survived raising us
1: oh i know i I was not easy and i would neither was i I have to give some kudos to our our mothers because Brandy and I, like you said, we were not easy children. My mother was often told, Angelina is a very sociable child. And I will say our mothers never tried to squash that part of our personalities. And Brandy and I, just like we had said in the intro of this podcast, we were excessive talkers. And they tolerated it, and they encouraged us to pursue careers in communications, and now look at us.
0: Look at us now. Yeah. I mean, We're my mom's for... a pretty big talker. You know my mom I think can talk. I, talk
1: more. I think I talk more than my mom. I talked a lot. I talked a lot. I think especially as a kid, I talked a lot.
0: Yeah. I talked a lot as a kid. I don't think I talk as much now. In fact, you know, it's really funny is when I listen to our episodes, I realize how much of a talker you are. You have a lot more words to say. I don't know if it's like, <laughs> and it's good words. I just don't have as much to say in terms of, you know, context. So you have been given a gift and you're very good at it.
1: Yeah. And so I have to say that kudos to to, to my mom for um, seeing it as such and saying, you know what, if this school or this teacher doesn't appreciate how much of a chatterbox she is then we'll find the right place for her and they did and here i sit
0: so on that note we hope you guys have an amazing mother's day i know that the the part two of this episode that we're about to venture in is um sentimental and um emotional yeah i mean it's very
1: thought provoking
0: i think we all have these moments where we're just completely exhausted from the day or the days, and we all have different highs and lows. Um, But pat yourself on the back, mama. You are doing an amazing job. Give yourself some grace. Know that um, you have a huge support system behind you. And um, as you listen to this upcoming episode, Think about the legacy that you want to leave and you know what what do you want to leave behind for your kids it really. um, It really helped to kind of like recheck things in my brain on what is it that I want them to know about me that can live on uh, and that I can teach them and and help them to take away as they grow up because at the end of the day we're raising
1: people to be. um, Adults. Hopefully responsible. Yeah. Happy adults. My biggest takeaway from it too was like you said, like pat yourself on the back. I think we as moms don't give ourselves enough credit. And when you really sit down and think about everything that you're doing and giving and pouring into your children, you'll realize, like, oh wait, you know what? I am making an impact. And I I am leaving this behind. And so it just I think it's it it'll it'll be good. I think people are really good. You're gonna enjoy it. And we wish all of you some naps and some mimosas, hopefully a maybe a, a delicious brunch or a breakfast in bed
0: this weekend. And some amazing, surprising gifts like that they'll handprints. come home, I the like handprints. Prints. I love mm-hmm. handprint
1: gifts. Mm-hmm.
0: I like face gifts, like where face? they take a picture of them and they put it oh, in like yeah. an ornament or something.
1: Stick them on something. Yeah, yes. I love I love those. You just get to look back on them and those are my favorite. But so we we wish all of you the best, peaceful, happy Mother's Day. And thank you for being on this journey with us. This episode is from Dream Big Girl Podcast. It's with Mary Henderson. It's linked in our show notes. The name of the episode is How Will I Be Remembered? We hope that you all enjoy it.
2: Thanks, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Well, welcome back, dreamers. I'm so excited to have my guests on today. Today, we're going to be talking about how we want to be remembered. we to be talking about legacy. And I have two wonderful friends on today, uh, Angelina and Brandy. They are from the Talk 40 to Me podcast, which I am so crazy about that name. It's absolutely brilliant. Brandy and Angelina, it's so great to have you on the show today. Welcome.
0: Hi, thank you. Thank you. We're excited to be here. We're so excited excited. to be
2: here together. We've been talking and chatting beforehand and uh, just kind of catching up. Uh, Brandy is a new friend to me, and uh, I've been able to talk with her about some things that we have in common but if you've been reading the blog, or if you've already read through the devotional, um, you will know part of my story was uh, having lost uh, 50 pounds right when I turned uh, right when I turned 40 and uh, it was at Angelina's gym. She owned a gym and that's where I did it all and then became a personal trainer. She was always so supportive of me. And she said, you pass that thing, girl, and you've got your first job. So that's where I started. And um, so it's so great to have both of you on today. Uh, I wanna talk about the Talk 42 Me podcast a little bit more, but in getting into today's subject, I wanted to read from the book, as we always read the scripture that goes along with it. And this is day 19, if you're following along. And it's Psalm 5 and 12. And it says, For you bless the godly, O Lord, and you surround them with your shield of love. And so the subject that we want to talk about today is um, how you want to be remembered and from the devotional what what i talked about from my end was having walked through bud's memorial being absolutely blown away at how many people you know text messages and and messages that came through and letters and just all of it of the impact that he made on their lives just really made me start considering you know how do i want to live my life now what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? And so Angelina and Brandy has this wonderful podcast talking about walking into the journey of their um, turning 40. They've been friends since they were seven years old. I love I love your videos on Instagram because it just reminds me of my, my childhood friends. I just love the way that you two love each other. And um, so my first question for you guys each is, um, what are the areas of your life that have shaped what you believe today that's more important than maybe when you were in your twenties and thirties talking about this area of legacy, Angelina, what would you say?
1: I have a feeling our answers are going to be similar.
2: (laughs) Um, We'll see.
1: We'll see. Uh, But (laughs) only because this has been something that we've continued to all say. And a lot of women that we interview on the podcast is not worrying so much about what other people think. So, and I feel like for me, I was so afraid to to get older. Aging scared me. I don't, I, and still to this day, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about it. But now that I'm walking in it and I'm in my forties, it's something just happened in the last couple of years where I just let go of a lot that I was holding on to. And I finally feel like really good in my own skin. And, you know, the people that, you know, matter don't mind. And the people that mind don't matter. And I've kind of figured that out. So you care about what the things you need to care about, obviously, but what everybody else has to say, all that noise is Mm. gone.
2: It's that's so good. That's so good. Brandy, I want to hear what you have to say, and then we'll, we'll get into some conversations
0: well i I would first say that doing the talk 40 to me podcast has been almost therapeutic um i am not there yet i still have um a lot of um anxiety and worry but hearing our guests and the conversations that we're having it's been so helpful for me to just see other perspectives and kind of walk into that light so for me um I would say loving grace have been such a shift for me from my 20s and 30s to now in my 40s just being able to try and and not one. um, Be so consumed with with the. uh, With living in this this worry of um, thinking about, well, you know, we are talking about what other people think, but at the same time, just granting more love to others Mm. and giving people more grace and giving myself more grace and trying to find the good, um, because life is too short to not find love and good and grace in, in as many things as possible. So that's really where I feel like I've sort of turned a corner, um, at this stage in my life.
2: I love that. I love that. And it really goes along with uh, what I talked about in the devotional about uh, that particular subject is exactly that, you know, how our words hurt, how they heal, um, what is important to us going through our lives, and we're not going to get it right. I mean, we're not going to get it right all the time. And when you think about the grace that you can give to other people, but to yourself as well, you know, I talk very openly in the devotional about my teenage life, and we were just talking about it before we started recording, uh, had a, a not not a great experience um, having moved from one state to another. and. You know, lost all of that circle of friends around me, and um, and not being accepted. And you know, I I had to let go of that. I had to, you know, I made so many mistakes in that time period that I, there's so much regret. There's 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 a lot of shame. There's a lot there. But I did. I just like you're saying, I had to learn how to give grace to other people, forgive them, and forgive myself. So that's that's powerful. And it's and such it's not easy. It's not, it's not easy. So I I have to preface
0: it with, I am far from perfect, but I've, I've become more mindful with it than I ever have before.
2: Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And as you know, each of you have walked through your lives, you know, wives, mothers, business owners, um, what would you say? Uh, and and i'll and I'll say it this way, um, and then I'd love to hear your answers. You know, what is it that you want to leave behind? What is that that legacy that you want to leave behind in in talking about today's subject? And for me, and I say it several times in the devotional. I've said it in the blog. and you know, I walking through this grief journey, um, I live with my son and daughter-in-law and my two granddaughters. They're five and eight. They're the love of both my husband and my life. The sun rises and sets on Audrey in Brooklyn. And I want them to know that their Mimi was brave. I want them to know that she was not afraid to take chances And so what would you say about, as you walk into your 40s, as you walk through this next journey in your life, what would you say is a legacy that you would want to leave behind to not only, you know, children and family members, but to that circle, to that girl tribe, to that, you know, community?
1: Something I've actually thought a lot about, similar to what you were saying about your husband's funeral Um, all the people that came out and all the amazing things they had to say about Bud and who he was as a person. Um, That was how my dad's funeral was. And Mm -hmm. it was like, I mean, I knew he had an impact, but when you really hear it from people and you see it, I was blown away. I was amazed. And then we lost my sister-in-law a year ago. And the same thing, it was just all of these wonderful things. And we talked about her beautiful voice and her spirit. And I remember sitting there thinking like, what are they going to talk about? When I die, I actually thought about that. Like, am I making an impact on people? Um, So I've I've actually found that this podcast has sort of helped shape that and brought us more into that conversation. Um, But for me, I think a resounding thing that Brandy and I have both talked about is overcoming the fear of failure. Yes. And not being so afraid to sit in that You know, space because, and I actually had a devotional that I read today that was talking about what if we knew we weren't going to get that promotion we wanted to go for? What if we knew ahead of time? What if we knew we were going to try something new and we were going to fail at it? Think of all the chances that we wouldn't take. And then the chances that you don't take, what that doesn't lead to. So I think it's not necessarily a huge legacy or impact, but I want my children to see. me me, taking those leaps putting myself out there trying things and something I think our generation has done well us elder millennials is um (laughs) in our parenting is we're not afraid to say like I screwed up or I'm sorry or I failed or hey let's go to therapy (laughs) you know (laughs) the way we approach life is different and so I hope that um I raise my kids to be emotionally strong and then they see that I'm not afraid to admit if I failed and it's okay if you fail and look at where that leads and how you climb climb out on the other side, I guess.
2: I love that. I love that. Randy, what what are your thoughts on that about legacy?
0: Mine, um, I would say hands down, and it's something that has been with me. Truthfully, my entire life has been you defining your own destiny Mm -hmm. and and believing in yourself, even when other people do not believe in you or other people doubt you or other people say uh, you can't do something or you're not smart enough or, you know, Not allowing people to define what your destiny is, but believing in yourself and and really soul searching in your heart. um, And having that faith that it there are sometimes things that aren't meant for us to do, but at the same time. You hear over and over and over people who have risen above adversity. And who have come above uh, so, so many um, obstacles because they didn't listen to what other people said about them or what they should be doing. They listened to their heart. Um, And I think that that is so incredibly powerful and important. Um, And and I've lived that my entire life. Um, So that is something that I really desperately want my kids to know that it doesn't matter what Anybody says you can or can't do if in your heart and you work hard and you're determined, then you will figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's and can so I good. say, having known Brandy since she was seven, she is like a walking, breathing billboard for this. Brandy, <laughs> Brandy and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but she struggled and when we were in grade school with yeah. grades, um, it was not, you know, as encouraged for her to go away to college and to do all these things and brandy just like kept pushing and pushing and look at you now your girl's got an mba in her own business like <laughs> so i think i'm so proud of you for oh, that thank you and i think you're a walking advertisement for your kids yeah so. i
0: thank you for that i you know i always feel like we are we're meant to to make the world a better place and to leave it or to try to leave it better than the way we came into this world And I feel like so many people lose hope in themselves because they don't maybe see what the opportunity is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, not relying on other people to define that for you is so important because you have to be true to yourself. And yeah, Angelina's right. I mean, I fully admit that I struggled academically all the way through high school and in college and um, my goal was to prove to myself that I could get a college degree. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my goal was to prove to myself that I could get an MBA. And, and for some of us academics aren't as easy. We were not good test takers. We may have learning disabilities. And those are all the things that I've had to deal with on, on my own. And in the sense of, there are so many more resources now that help kids right. identify what, you know. What maybe some of their challenges are to help them find solutions that work properly for their brain that we didn't have back in the eighties and early nineties. Right. Um, and so anyway, I, I just, I feel really strongly to, to encourage anyone who feels lost or hopeless in that space to just really do the soul searching and have faith that you are destined for something. God put you on this earth to do something great. Yes. And don't lose hope and don't lose faith in that.
2: It's so good. It's so, so good. It's so, it's such an important conversation because, you know, definitely parenting, it, we're, we're all talking about parenting. So we'll just uh, stay there for a moment. We all have come up, you know, I'm much older than, than the, than, than you two. And, um, my forties are a distant <laughs> No, I'll be 58. I'll be 58 this year, but I do, I feel it. it's, it's so interesting. It's like in my mind, I'm still in my twenties and I, I can't understand how I got here. So I, I totally get that, but we did, we, we all kind of grew up in different um, parenting uh, styles. And that was definitely one of the things that, because I grew up with low self-esteem all of my life. I mean, talking about moving to uh, New Orleans as much as I loved my years, many, many, many decades living there. That high school um, experience was really terrible. I remember being in my senior year and the guidance counselor saying, you know, "Hmm, I don't really see anything really that stands out. In other words, there's just nothing really special about you. And it was like uh, in in um, <clears throat> in the book Captivating, they talk about the arrows, the arrows that go in and it's so hard to dislodge them. and it's so hard, you know to not let that define who you are. And so I struggled all of my life with you you're just not that special. and um, and it really wasn't until I grew in my faith in God and understanding that we do all just like you're saying Brandy, we have a purpose. And and God has such incredible plans for us, but I remember parenting our our one and only child, my son, and saying, you know, um, different things that came up through his life. Uh, he we we raised him in the restaurant business that we were in. And started him as a dishwasher, just like everyone else, you know, he didn't move up into touching anything in the kitchen, till he knew how to scrub that dirty lasagna pan like everybody else. And uh, when he went off to college in Alabama, his first week in college was when Katrina hit and so they were out of school and displaced for a week or two and when we brought him back he he had to work it was just too hard to come back and forth our house was a mess it was unlivable for more than just bud and i for anyone more than just bud and i and so he had to get a job there he couldn't come back and forth on the weekends to the restaurant like the plan was and he ended up at the deli in a walmart and he's like what am i doing here and he'll tell you you know, through his life, it's like he knew he was called to ministry, he ended up working as a, a vault teller, I think is what they call it in the banking business there in Alabama. And it was just like, in between that, it was jobs and retail. It's like, what am I doing here? Every experience builds on itself and every experience you learn new um, it, you learn new, valuable things that you take into. And one last thing that I'll say about that is um, I, my husband and I had a really rough time leaving everything and everyone behind when we moved to San Diego. But we were listening to a, a recording on YouTube of, um, oh gosh, I didn't mean to say this. And now I'm stuck re- remembering names with Stephen Furtick from Elevation And, um, oh gosh, his name just went right out of my head, but this incredible pastor, T.D. Jakes. And they were talking about T.D. Jakes' book. And he said that his college son had come to him and said, Dad, how do I know that this is the thing? And he said, Son, if this is not the thing, then God will make it the thing that leads to the thing. And so having said all of that, you know, we do have these valuable experiences that not only we could share with our loved ones and our children and, and people around us, but we learn from each other and we grow from each other. And and honestly, I think that's what ends up being legacy. You know, it's what we've learned. It's what we've shared. It's what we, you know, share with people around you. So I love that. So, um, let's see. Another question that I had for you is, how do you think we can live our lives right now um, presently, to have those life lessons take hold for our future? In other words, the things that we've all discussed here today that we want to be known for, you know, when it when it is our time um, to leave this world. What can we do? presently, more than what, you know, maybe more than what we've said already. What would you think um is important for us to do now that will matter in the future? That's a hard question. It's such a hard question. <laughs> it is. Yes.
1: Um, I think I, I do love the beauty of the era that we're in and the ability to do things like this. Mm -hmm. to talk on a podcast and I think like this like is leaving a legacy in of itself that our kids and their kids can go back and have which is super cool not something that we had with like our parents and grandparents Mm -hmm. um but I think maybe being present is something that I've been really focusing on doing right now and being present in the little things Mm. Because, and you know this, because you've been, you've walked this journey, raising a child and having a family that goes by so fast. So fast. And I was just looking at my 11 year old the other day and I told my husband, I said, he's going to move out in seven years. (laughs) And he looked at me and he said, why would you say that? (laughs) And I said, because it's true. Like, so it's all of these like little tiny things one day are going to be big things, you know? Like just those very small moments that I try to really, you know, so like, even like Christmas and holidays, you know, I want it to be magical and special. All of those little things are the things that I think you're going to remember later. And I want to make sure I leave that for my children and something for them to carry. So being present,
2: really. And that's so true in every area of our lives, not only with parenting. I've heard it described as um, the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. And um, the program that we use in our church for children's church um, through the Orange, um, the Orange Ministry, it has something called 18 summers, because just like you're saying, when you really sit and break it down, we have 18 summers with our kids and then, you know, unless they're going to crash in our, you know, garage <laughs> until they're in their forties, they're going to probably leave us. And uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 well, um, to think of how quick it went. I mean, my son is, is in his mid thirties and it's uh, wow. Yeah. It went in a blink of an eye. It went right. An
1: eye. So even just small things like sitting down and sipping a cup of tea. Yes. And trying to just be present. And I learned this. We went to Italy over the summer for a month. Mm-hmm. And their way of life is so very different than the way we live in the States. We're always in a hurry. They don't. Oh. There's no such thing as a to-go coffee there. That's frowned upon. And you're going to have a coffee after your lunch because you're going to sit and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I've been trying to bring back here. Is sit down and enjoy it. Eat your dinner slower. Drink your tea slower. Savor it and be in that moment and we're doing family dinners too like no tv sit old school family dinners yeah so that's the sort of thing I'm trying at this point
2: I love it I I love that and it does it makes an impact because those traditions are carried forward we are such um, online uh, screens are in our face constantly I mean my five-year-old granddaughter when she was probably two, she could handle my iPhone better than I could. I mean, it was it's it, it, it's it's just I don't know. It's just innate in them, and you do you have to say okay, that's it. No more screen time. Let's let's sit and and have those those family discussions. I I love it. I love it. Brandy, what would you want to add to that conversation?
0: I would say. Um, I mean, I don't want to pretend to be an expert by any means because I'm still figuring things out myself um, and going through my own personal journey, but I'm trying to find teachable moments when things are hard for my boys. um, Trying to explain to them, you know, about those hard moments and that if the hard moments lead to the good moments and Mm -hmm. it leads to reward, um, you know, sometimes the greatest things in life come at, at, at a, a, through challenge, right. Um, and we don't always see it when it's in front of us, when it's happening to us, but you look back and, and you notice that, you know, those things have made you stronger, um, and have built you to be the person that you are. So I think, you know, just, and it's simple. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old So Mm -hmm. those hard moments are very simple in life. Um, But my hope is that I can raise two boys with grit, Mm -hmm. with determination, um, and, and with a sense of, um, uh, personal strength, like mental strength, um, and, and belief in themselves. So I, you know, we, we try to really find teachable moments whenever the opportunity arises.
2: I love that. Yeah, I've been reading a lot and listening to a lot of podcasts and TED Talks about, you know, this next generation coming up, my granddaughter's generation, and how, I mean, you know, we could sit here and blame social media for everything. But like, like we're saying, there's so much screen time that they're exposed to. And we have control over that until we don't. But they have not been taught conflict resolution and I think that that's something um even just watching them you know they're three years apart and they're you know your boys um are probably the same they love each other till they don't and you know when they hate each other and it's like (laughs) and it might be I think it might be worse with girls because girls are high maintenance but (laughs) I love them to death but I hear when they when they are fighting it's And, and I, and I'm, I'm talking to them, like I'm on a Ted talk. I'm like, okay, let's sit down. Let's sit down. Let it, let's try to resolve this conflict. (laughs) What? Maybe I just want my doll back, you know, but we do. It's those teachable moments of like, okay, let's take a breath. And, you know, what is at the heart of what's going on? You know, what is at the heart of um, why you're feeling this way and what can we learn from it? And so, yeah, I think that's so incredibly that's so incredibly powerful as well.
0: Yeah, we talk about that a lot in, what was that Angelina episode two with Erin? Yeah, a lot about generational differences. Yeah, yeah, and how our kids are so attached to technology and how it, you know, talking. And we walked away from something that, Erin had mentioned, which was sitting down with her son saying, how does this make you feel when it's time to shut it down? Right. Think about, you know, how you might feel angry or, you know, let's sit with this and let's think about this. And um, I try to do that with my six year old, but it, he's not buying any of it. He <laughs> just I guess I can't reason with him right now on that. But I, I, I keep repeating it. I'm like, someday it's going to click for him right. because. Right he um he just becomes a totally different person oh, when yeah. he has too much technology and so that was a really i a huge eye opening moment for me when we spoke with Aaron about the like seizing the opportunity for these teachable moments yeah. and helping them to acknowledge how they're feeling within right. versus like fussing at them i don't have it perfected i right. i fuss i acknowledge that yeah. but I'm trying to be more mindful with the, those situations too.
1: I think it's a good lesson as adults too, Mm -hmm. with the constant screens and all of these things in our face that as adults, I don't think we sit in our feelings and really take assessment of how certain things make us feel. And like, when you look up and you've been on TikTok for an hour, you don't know where that time went. Do we really like sit in that moment and say, okay, do I feel better? Did I take anything away from this? Right. So we're trying to, we're telling our kids you need to do this, but I know I needed to learn that too. I need to work on that. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I am I I am uh, reading a book right now called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I the author's name doesn't stick with me, but um, it's uh, he he was um he is still a pastor of what in the church world we call a mega pastor mega church big big churches. It was it's it's been life changing, and one of the things that it talked about was Sabbath, solitude, and you know what he just what you're saying, Angelina. He was saying that the average person don't don't quote me on this but from my memory it's like thousands and thousands of hours you know a year on exactly what you're saying um i in my head i'm like i'm not getting tiktok because i know what's going to happen if i get tiktok and not long after i said that which one was it i think both instagram and facebook because i think they're now owned they someone owns both of them but they started the reels and I'm like, well, I'm not on TikTok, but especially in this, in this season where it's like, you know, when the house is quiet and everyone is gone to do what, you know, um, I, it's very important for me to, to let my son and Donald I have private time. So I'm in my room upstairs alone. I do. I'm like, just flicking through these reels and an hour or two goes by. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And it's, it, you know, it's, um, uh, it feels like you just kind of blowing off steam and just kind of decompressing from the day, but it's, it's a life steal. It steals so much from you more than you give. Yeah. Some of them are funny. And I send them to my sister in the middle of the night and it's, you know, we laugh about it the next morning, but it's so true. It's so true. Limiting some of that is so important because our kids and our grandkids are going to model what they see in us. So such an important conversation. Uh, but before we end, I really want you guys to talk about the um, Talk 40 to Me podcast. What um, what was the inspiration for it? Give us some information on it. Uh, as we close up today, I'd love to hear how that all came to be.
1: Uh, well, we have talked about it for years, just in passing, like that our conversations could be a podcast, just all of these candid conversations that you would have with your best friend. And as we approached our forties, we felt like it was even more important to open up the doors to those conversations. Um, So conversations that maybe we were raised were potentially taboo or not things that you shared openly. So that's where we've gone. We've talked about pelvic floor therapy.
2: Uh, That was my Um, favorite one so far. That was amazing. I love that um, podcast.
1: And that was really what was like a jumping point for us was like, we had a whole conversation about that. And, um, we've, you know, we've talked about with moms and like generational differences, and I think we're going to cover grief at some point. So we're really trying to open up the doors to these conversations and we want it to feel like you're talking and listening to a conversation with your best friends. And so it's really natural that she and I have been friends for over 30 years, and um, we're bringing all these wonderful women into it Mm -hmm. to share. Um, We didn't set out for it to be like very female focused, but it just, it happened that way. And now that we're in it, it, we're very like power to the female. It's been, it's just, (laughs) it's it's been great. What do you think, Brandy?
0: Yeah. It's um, to Angelina's point, it, it started off as just our own personal conversations. Like Oh, pelvic floor therapy. What's that? And, and then learning from her. And I'm like, well, how many other people don't know about this? And we need to talk about this. And, um, but then I, 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 for me, it's, I love studying human behavior. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating how we think, um, and what we do and, and, and all the things that encompass our life. and and so, for me, it's been a really fascinating social experiment, just understanding people's journeys and w- where they've come, what where they're going, what they're doing, and and at the same time helping other people along the way. So, you know, Angelina mentioned pelvic floor therapy, but also my health journey as well. And um we have uh, my nutritionist that's going to be coming on. Um, really soon as well. So, um, talking about health, nutrition, hormones, um, taking care of your body, taking care of yourself and, um, how that person, you know, led into this world that she now is in. And so I think that it's, um, it's fun. We want it to be lighthearted and, and have a good time. Like you're having a good time with your friend, but at the same time, in a way, informative And hopefully inspiring for someone to either one, open up a conversation with someone else, feel like they're not alone and, um, and maybe start some new conversations or help inspire them to embark on a journey that they may be feeling in their heart that they haven't done yet.
2: I love that. I love, I do when I'm listening to it, it, I feel like I'm sitting in the room with you guys just hanging out and talking and having a cup of coffee. It's, I love it. It's, it's so great. And so it really is informative. I mean, I, I can, I can hear the love between you two and I can definitely get that, but it's some really important conversations that you're having that one with uh, about the pelvic floor. I was, I was balloon. I was driving while I was listening to, I'm like, I have no pen to write down this information. This is So interesting. So I definitely have to go back um, when I can sit with a, uh, with a pen and paper, and and get some of that information. Such important conversations. But there's two things that you guys do at the end of your podcasts. Uh, tell us about that. That I really love that part as well.
1: So we what have a lightning the lightning round, and yeah, we have. Well, let me tell you something. Is one of our segments. Something. That, that so, is
2: exactly what my friends and I do. Let me tell you something, girl. Let me right, tell you what just happened?
1: That's exactly oh, it. So that vernacular, good. it's just, and it can really be anything, but. We would always do that, like, girl, let me tell you. And then we have rapid fire, so we just ask these like rapid fire questions, like, what is your thing that you do every single day? That you, yeah. what is your go to? If you could live anywhere else for a year, where would you live? That's the kind of stuff we want to like yeah. get down to the root of people and find out more about them. Yeah, well, and that's when I feel like we learn a lot is when we hear about the yeah. drinks you like, the books you read, that right, you yeah. know. Well,
0: and and it's funny because for rapid fire, it's really intended to be like super quick hits, but we wind up having long conversations Old about tangents. it because we, become, <laughs> because we get so fascinated with these I things. Know. And so we feel the need to add. So we, we just have a lot of fun.
2: I love yeah. it. I love it's it. always tell me more. Right. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's it, you're going to love it. Um, tell us where we can hear it. So, a- um,
1: you can talk find 40- us on any streaming platform We're everywhere. You can get your podcast. It's at talk 40 to me podcast, um, same on social and then talk 40 to me podcast.com.
2: Perfect. Perfect. I'm so excited that you guys joined me today and talked about this important subject. I know I've learned a lot and have a lot of thoughts still going through my head that I, I want to process after talking with the two of you. Thank you. Thank you so much um i'm just right now we're heading into december as we're um as we're recording this but this will go out later um in the coming months but uh let me just say thank you to angelina for just supporting me and being there for me in that journey when i was hitting 40 and looking to do something absolutely crazy. Like getting my personal trainer certification. It was nuts. It was like an anatomy book that thick. And it took every brain cell in me to do it. Thank you for believing in me, Brandy. Thank you so much for being uh, a part of this podcast. Thank you. I love meeting new friends and I can't wait to hear more about the podcast. um, Thank
0: you so much. It was a pleasure
1: meeting you (laughs) and you're an
2: inspiration yourself. I mean,
1: For me to look back on that now to know, like you took, you took a leap in your forties. You, no matter what you said, this is what I want to do. And now look at you, you're like (laughs) in your fifties and you're starting a podcast. You have a devotional. That's, that's awesome, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as a member
0: of our community, we want to hear from you.
1: Follow us on social at talk 40 to me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to hear us discuss?
0: On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.